Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. Today's episode features Dr. Jake Hebert, physicist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Hebert. There are a number of secular cosmologists who claim uh, that our universe is just one of many universes that actually exist. They actually claim that there are infinitely many universes in existence. Well, why do they say this? Is there any evidence for this claim, and how does this relate to the creation-evolution controversy? In order to understand why they say this, you have to understand that the original Big Bang model for the origin of the universe had some very serious problems in it. Now, the Big Bang still has very serious problems, but these problems were potentially fatal. So in order to rescue the Big Bang— cosmologists invoked something called inflation that they tacked onto the model. And inflation was the idea that the universe underwent this tremendous growth spurt very shortly after the Big Bang, where it exploded in size. Uh, There was this accelerated growth, and it happened at just a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a second, and then it was over. Well, as time went by, the theorists realized that their earlier ideas about inflation uh, were wrong. And by the way, there is no evidence for inflation. Uh, You may have heard a number of years ago there was a lot of hype about how they had supposedly found smoking gun evidence for inflation, uh, but that claim was withdrawn. Now, a lot of one most of the quote unquote evidence for inflation is really the simply the fact. Uh, that the Big Bang doesn't work without it. And so since secular cosmologists know, quote-unquote, that the Big Bang model is correct, they simply assume that that's an argument for inflation. Well, anyway, the theorists eventually concluded uh, that these early ideas about inflation were wrong. And so uh, they started to realize that once inflation would get started, it would keep going and going and going and would probably never stop. And so as a result of this, uh, you have all these universes that are being formed, like bubble or pocket universes. And in this view, our universe is one of these uh, pocket or bubble universes. So our universe really isn't the whole universe. It's just one of infinitely many universes out there. Basically, what you have is you have uh, this space that's expanding uh, at an accelerated rate, that's that's this idea of inflation. Uh, the secular cosmologists argue that our universe is expanding, but during inflation, it supposedly expanded at an accelerated rate. And so the idea is that because of things like quantum mechanical uncertainties, some regions of space will stop expanding at this accelerated rate at different times. And so you'll have one region of space that is still expanding at this hyper-accelerated rate. 
But over here, you'll have another region of space where it's still expanding, but it's expanding at a normal rate, if you will. And so what happens is you end up with these pockets of space that are expanding at a normal rate, and those become these pocket or bubble universes, but they are separated by these enormous gulfs of space that are ex still expanding at this hyper-accelerated rate. And so these bubble universes are, uh, they are separated by these vast gulfs of space. They're so far apart that they could never, ever communicate with one another. And so that's where this notion of other universes is coming from. And this is why you will hear secular cosmologists talk about other universes or what they call the multiverse. This is where that notion is coming from. Now, of course, there isn't a shred of evidence that these other universes exist, but there's a problem for them anyway. What, what the, the secular cosmologists claim, some of them, is they think this helps them to explain away our existence without a creator. Uh, they think they have finally obtained an answer to this argument for design. And so uh, some, of, some of these secular cosmologists really like the multiverse. Some, some, some of them don't. Some of them recognize that because you could never verify or uh, falsify the existence of these supposed other universes, a lot of them recognize this is not really a scientific theory. But some of them really like it because they think it's finally given them an answer to this argument for design. And in our next section here, we want to talk a little bit about why that is. Why do secular cosmologists believe that the multiverse helps explain our existence without God? And why is that argument flawed? Now it's time for a short break. We'll hear more from Dr. Hebert in a moment. What happened to the dinosaurs? Are monkeys and people the same? Why do we live on Earth and not some other planet? Kids have some great questions about God's creation, but do you have the answers for them? At the Institute for Creation Research, our scientists and Bible scholars have produced The Guide to Creation Basics. This book contains full-colored images and fascinating commentary from experts in biology, geology, astronomy, and biblical study. Guide to Creation Basics can help teach your children how the animals could fit on Noah's Ark, how dinosaurs and humans could live at the same time, and how God's power and wisdom can be seen in something as small as a single cell. Find basic answers to your child's biggest creation questions. Order your copy of Guide to Creation Basics from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting www.icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Hebert. In our first segment, uh, we talked about this notion of a multiverse or other universes that supposedly exist. And we saw that this notion is coming from the Big Bang model for the origin of the universe. Now, of course, at ICR, we reject the Big Bang model. It's unbiblical. It contradicts scripture on multiple points. And there's huge scientific problems with it. But nevertheless, this notion of a multiverse is ultimately coming from the Big Bang model. Now, of course, there's zero evidence that these other universes exist, despite what you may see in science fiction shows and read in comic books, but there is no evidence that these other universes exist. And 
Uh, as we discussed earlier, many secular scientists think that this finally gives them an answer to the argument for design. Uh, these secular scientists recognize that it seems wildly improbable uh, that we could be here as the result of a cosmic accident. They think that the multiverse gives them an out so that they can avoid uh, acknowledging a creator. And here's how their argument goes. They say that our universe is just one of infinitely many possible universes. Now, in most of these universes, the laws of physics and chemistry do not permit life to come from non-life. They'll admit that. Now, when they present this argument, they fudge a little bit. They will usually say that in most of these universes, the laws of physics don't permit life to exist. Well, that is a subtle fudge right there because that's not the issue. No one disputes that the laws of physics in our universe permit life to exist. If they did not, obviously none of us would be here. That's not the issue. The issue is not whether those laws permit life to exist. The question is, do those laws permit life to come from non-life? Do they permit uh, non-living chemicals to evolve and turn into living creatures? Do they permit what they call spontaneous generation? So they admit, okay, most of these universes, that's not going to be the case. The laws of physics in that universe do not allow this to happen. But here's what they would say. They would say that we got lucky. We just happened to live in a universe where our laws of physics and chemistry do permit life to come from non-life. And therefore, they argue, we don't need a creator to explain our existence. Now, many of these secular scientists are patting themselves on the back uh, because they seem to think this is an extremely clever argument, but the argument is just riddled with problems. And one huge problem, one glaringly obvious problem occurs when you ask yourself this question. Do we live in a universe whose laws of physics and chemistry permit life to come from non-life? I mean, that is the obvious question, right? They're claiming that there's all these universes out there, and some of them, some of those universes permit this to happen, permit life to come from non-life. Well, the obvious question is, do we live in such a universe because their argument only works if we actually live in such a universe. So what would the answer to that question be? Well, apparently we don't because all our observations indicate that life does not come from non-life. We don't see non-living chemicals turning into living creatures. We don't see spontaneous generation. We haven't been able to do any experiments to show how that could happen, and we don't even know how it could have happened. You know, it's, it's very amusing, frankly, to see these secular cosmologists patting themselves on the back because they think they'd have this very clever argument. But their secular colleagues, the biochemists, who are trying to explain how this could have actually happened, they're basically racking their brains trying to figure it out, and they have no clue. They have no clue how this could have happened. So apparently, we do not live in such a universe. And so the argument falls apart. They gain absolutely nothing by making this argument. For instance, let's, let's be very generous to them. Let's go ahead and grant them that these other universes exist. Now, again, there is not a shred of evidence that they do, but we'll be generous to their argument, and we will say we will grant them their infinitely many universes. And we'll be even more generous, and we will grant them that every single one of these other universes have laws of physics and chemistry that do permit life to come from non-life. 
The question is, well, so what? That's not the issue. The issue is this universe. What about this universe? Even if you have these other universes, and even if their laws of physics and chemistry do permit life to come from non-life, we still need a miracle to explain life in this universe, and we still need a creator. So we see that this argument doesn't help them at all. They don't gain anything by making this argument for a multiverse. And this is just one example of the many logical fallacies that secular scientists will often make when they try to explain our existence apart from a creator. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.